This is Marianne Window. And this is Mary Lloyd. And this is our podcast. Yes, this is our podcast. Our kind of a pretend podcast. Our long-awaited pretend podcast. Yes, yeah. We've been wanting to do a podcast for a long time and and now we're doing it. So we don't really know what we're doing, but we're hoping somehow that somebody might think that we're interesting or or that something worthwhile to listen to. Yeah, I, I, do you know what? I really hope people can tell our voices apart because I think that's <laughs> going to be really tricky. <laughs> I kind of think that they will. I've got a... I've got a Boston accent and you've got a Australian accent. So, yeah, they will. Yeah, I'll be throwing shrimp on the barbie. Don't you worry about <laughs> it. And I talk too fast. No, you're good. All right. Well, anyway, so what's this podcast going to be about then? Okay, well, I think it's mainly going to be about stories. Mm-hmm. It's going to be stories that we haven't had a chance to tell in a proper form forum before Mm. and Mary Lou was going to write well she's always got stories she's got a million stories she's got more stories (laughs) than anyone I know and every time I think I've heard all the stories oh did I tell you the time about the that that thing that happened that and I'm saying hmm here we go again what's happened now but it's always some really incredible story and I think you know, the question was asked, when are you going to write a book? Mm-hmm. So what did you decide? I Well, I mean, I never did it, did I? Uh, I, I just feel like I wouldn't read a book. I mean, I've, I've read uh, Viv, Viv Albertine, right? Um, it's great. Um, I'll read very specific books. Um, Rat Girl, I loved... Um, Things the grandchildren should know. I I like reading books um, that musicians have written um, because I can identify with it. I can relate to it. Um, But as far as me writing a book, I'm just not very articulate. I'm not not very smart. You know what I mean? I'm really not. I cannot. I'm, I'm just not a really good writer. Well, regardless of what I think about that, which I strongly disagree, um, the thing is, I'm probably just too lazy. Well, yeah, I'm not. I'm not. I'm not denying that. I'm, well, I was going to say I don't disagree, but I don't agree in other ways because mm. I think you're a very productive and and prolific person in many ways. But the thing about it is, right? I think telling stories is much easier in the verbal sense. So it's like folk music. Folk mm-hmm. music's telling stories through songs. Mm-hmm. It's not people writing books about folk music. Uh, uh, yeah, I, absolutely. And right. being the folky that you are, mm. I think this is a perfect way for you to tell mm. your story. Yeah, maybe that's what it is. Maybe, you know, the channels are just different and they're more in um, real time. Yeah, and and I've read so many times you hear that saying, everybody's got a book in them. Uh-huh. All yeah. right. <laughs> Some people's books are going to be more interesting than others. I think so. I think mine's going to be like the <laughs> Encyclopedia Britannica. <laughs> Boring. No, Bowling. no way. <laughs> well, we're, we all have stories. Um, and that's another thing that 
when we talked about doing this podcast, um, we wanted to interview some people, and we will. We're going to to do that. But we came across um, randomly. I put a thread. I put a post on my Facebook wall, and the post said, "Name something that you've done that you're pretty certain that none of my other friends have done." And it was one of the most amazing um, threads that I've ever had on my wall. It got probably the most replies and responses. Um, And some of the things that just regular friends um, that I, some I know well, some that I don't know well, but the stories that they have, and they were just the beginnings of the stories. And I thought, I really want to know the rest of the story. So we thought that, um, Marianne and I thought we could mix in uh, some of the stories that we pulled from that thread that we want to know the rest of the story. Like, um, for instance, uh, someone we, we just read one, and it said, <clears throat> had lunch on a log in the Norwegian woods with um, John Paul Jones, was yeah. it? Like, right, so how did that happen? How the, how the hell, hell did, did that, that happen? happen? Uh, I'd like to know the rest of the story. And there were nearly 700 replies to that thread. And there were probably about 50 of them that I thought, I have to know. Um, there was a, a book in that thread alone. Oh, definitely. Yeah. And do you know what? The other interesting thing that I was going to ask you, you know, you said that there were people that you know well that mm-hmm. replied. Mm-hmm. Did you know their stories already? No, I had no idea. See? Yeah. That's the thing. I mean, you think you know, you know, oh, I know that person, whatever. But there's always something that they're going to pull out of the bag that yep. you you need to learn. Yep. And there's always something new. Right, and they're not always prompted. They're not always asked. Um, and this thread, it's like, whoa, why didn't I ask this before? You I know? know. It was like this was the platform that mm-hmm. they got to tell this story. I mean, maybe no one's ever asked them that question. Mm-hmm. Right. And they've never had the opportunity to tell that story in a forum of avid listeners or readers or whatever. Right. Because... So many replies within those replies, like oh, yeah. from strangers. Yep, absolutely. So this is, um, you know, going through, hopefully this podcast will last. We don't know. This is our first attempt. Um, with going through them, I, I'm hoping uh, that it will be a lot of fun for the listeners. I think it'll definitely be, it's something I want to do. And if people are listening and they think that's cool, then that's that's fantastic, but it's something I want to know, and I thought that I would document it, right? Yeah, and also, you know, you've been asked a lot of questions, mm-hmm. being a musician and having to do interviews and stuff, and it's like, what's your favorite, what's <laughs> your favorite artist? You know, what what was the first thing that got you into singing or whatever? Mm-hmm. You know, those questions everybody gets asked a million times. So pretty much. You know, how do you get to the interesting things? Mm-hmm. How do you find out the interesting things? Right. I mean, what I find interesting, I mean, I'm sure everybody would agree, are things that 
like this thread. It's like things that you've never had a chance to tell before mm-hmm. and and possibly the forum to do this hasn't been appropriate or whatever. Mm-hmm. But I think just listening to people is is key because it's like being a music fan. If there were no listeners, mm-hmm. there wouldn't be any there wouldn't be any, any music. point. Yeah, exactly. Right. Well that's um definitely it's interactive, right? I mean, for a song to have the most merit that it can possibly have, um, it doesn't just come from the artist, it comes from the listener. And no one's get going to get an award for being you're the best listener ever. It's invisible. Um, some people, you know, you can become maybe a music critic or journalist or something and prove that you're a great listener. But most of the best listeners are never going to get an award for it. Um, it's a silent um, something done in a silent way, right? Um, but it is the most probably just as important just as important as the song itself is the listener i reckon mm-hmm. it's like one of those things that you know i mean you can write the best song in the world but if no one hears it mm-hmm. how do you know it's the best song in the world everyone wants interaction everyone yeah. wants feedback right right so uh Again, this thread really opened my eyes and um, gave me this idea. And get, and you as well, of course, when we talked about this, like this is what we're going to do. This is what will make, <clears throat> hopefully make this podcast a little bit different in that we are just going to be asking regular people, hey, you know, what's something that you've done that you're pretty sure that none of your friends have done? And see what they say. And I guarantee there'll be something that they've done that will blow your mind. Well, yeah. I know that there are things that you've done that will blow everyone's mind. <laughs> <laughs> How the hell did that happen? How the hell did right? that happen? I don't know, man. I know. Well, the other thing we were talking about before, and we've talked about this was kind of the impetus for the podcast as well, is that, you know, there's a lot of obscure artists out there that that never really got the attention and you wonder well what separates Mm. you know like Mariah Carey Mm -hmm. from you know this for example Tia Blake or Mm. Connie Converse Mm -hmm. or someone like that and that was the shame actually that we didn't get to Mm. interview Tia Blake do you want to tell people about her right so um early on when we talked about putting something like this together uh, we, Marianne and I had discovered this woman, um, her name is Tia Blake. Um, I think she made a record in 1971 when she was 19. She was a, an American woman. She moved to France, made the record in France. Um, and she did one gig to support the release of this record of, I think only 200 were made. Um, one gig, one record, and only one interview. And she put out the record, and um, to add insult to injury, on the in the pressing it said Tia Blake and his folk group. Um, this is a woman who 
I think her her voice is beautiful, is haunting. She sounds like a cross between Eva Cassidy, Karen Carpenter, and Sandy Denny. You know, this really beautiful, haunting alto slash soprano, mainly alto, beautiful. And I thought to myself, where what happened to this person? How could she not continue with this gift, this beautiful gift and career? Fell off the face of the earth. And thank God, um, I think it was like Josh Rosenthal, uh, Tompkins Square Records. Um, I think that they did a reissue in 2000. 15 or something 14 yeah there was a there was an interview with her on right. s- on soundcloud right spinning on air no not spinning on air um street street something i can't remember yeah. street hassle yeah with josh rosenthal right and that was the first ink you know information um that i Anyway, he did a, an amazing interview with her. And it was like 40 years after the fact. Right. Oh, my God. That's crazy. I know. And like, and I listened to it and you listened to yep. it. And it was really interesting, but it still left a lot of unanswered questions. Absolutely. And so she was like our top of the list. Like mm-hmm. we thought, let's have a podcast and let's track down this woman yeah how can we find her mm-hmm. and we did a bit of detective work and we mm-hmm. narrowed it down and we did find out mm-hmm. and we finally got like an email or a contact and then mm-hmm. we were we were sort of thinking oh you know when, when we do this podcast we'll we'll actually interview her and that'll be really good and then mm-hmm. things got in the way what did we do we were just you know finishing my album or just being busy Busy and yeah. lazy and procrastinating. Procrastinating. <laughs> and um, and unfortunately, she died. Mm-hmm. We found out that she died. And, yeah. and it was only like a year ago or so, wasn't it? A couple of years yeah. ago. Yeah. And it was, but it was just right. It was so close to the timeline that we wanted to start the podcast. And I think it really, for me, it, it bummed me out. And it sidetracked all of this and... I just was kind of bummed out about that and went about other things. And then, so I guess the time just wasn't right. And now maybe it is. Yeah, hopefully. Um, well, we, as we said but before. We do, but we do owe Tia Blake um, a big thank you. And everyone should should hear her. Uh, if you're a music song fan, um, the record is called Tia Blake and her folk group. They fixed the. They uh, fixed it. <laughs> they fixed the typo for right. the repressing. Yeah, and she's doing a lot of um, traditional covers on it, but there's something really, really special about it. Haunting, the sort of in a Jackson C. Frank kind of a haunting way. Um, so again, her name is Tia Blake, and thanks to Tia, we're sitting here now, finally. Exactly. Yeah, and Connie Converse too. We 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 love her, and she's another enigma that um, we we wonder about. There's, these are the kind of conversations that Marianne and I have. I know. I just every time a name comes up, I have a vision of her sitting in someone's kitchen yeah. around some old, <laughs> big, huge 
four track recorder <laughs> with the reel to reel and the big huge mic and you know she's just happened upon this mm-hmm. oh I've got a guitar I'll sing a song but but you know it's so much more than that so much more so much more and then in the same image I when I'm listening to her songs I I picture her driving off her in, in a little in a Volkswagen, Volkswagen Beetle. <laughs> <laughs> what happened? Where did she drive to? Did she get stuck in the middle of the desert in Arizona? And what? I don't know. Where did she? You know what? How does that happen? Mm. What? What? We'll never know because it's like Sylvia Plath. You know, it's just this crazy. At the time, she was probably actively performing at the same time. Sylvia Plath was writing. Mm. Um, and in the but, same area too. Yeah, definitely. Um, she was, uh, Connie Converse was from like Laconia, New Hampshire, I think. Um, and then moved to New York City. And I, and in my fantasy mind, I sometimes think that she hung out with like Lou Reed or I something. Know, because. At Hootenannies. I know, because <laughs> in you, the listen to, you listen to Femme Fatale. Yeah. And you listen Honeybee. to Honeybee side by side. Mm-hmm. I think Lou nicked it. I do too because <laughs> Honeybee was so much earlier than that. I, I it would have so. been at least an, a year earlier. That's the kind of melody that definitely sticks in your and head. And it's like unusual chord. It's right? unusual. It's not like a a simple you know four chord thrash mm. it out on your acoustic kind of thing. Mm-hmm. It's like it, it was very mm. particular in Just, its mm, choice of melody. Absolutely brilliant. Brilliant, brilliant. Um, I, and the other thing about her, um, I I would ask Elliot Smith back. You know, he was a friend of mine, as you know. But I would say, what's the difference between what makes folk music different than acoustic music? And he put his hands together as if he was like making a steeple with his hands, mm. and he said, "Folk music has a point to it." <laughs> and he said, "There's always kind of a." point or a message um and he said and the other music is just acoustic and i thought yeah that that makes sense because i guess folk it's got some kind of a point to it um and the one thing about um connie converse is that she wasn't folky she wasn't a folky she wasn't like melvina reynolds um she wasn't political rather you know that's one thing that i loved uh, that separated her from someone like Pete Seeger mm. or Melvina, Re- you know, Reynolds and some of those really early acoustic people that weren't country, weren't like Carter family people. Mm. And they weren't um, Pete Seeger, uh, Melvina Re- Reynolds, political Peggy Seeger people. <laughs> and the other thing I like about her stuff is that um, it's so non-literal. Like mm. you could... The, the imagery in her songs. It's kooky. It's really like you're thinking, whoa, what, what was going through her head when mm. she came the up with this? Thing. You know, up, all up of that. The tree, this kind of a squirrel thing. I know. <laughs> Sounds like you and I when we were quarreling. I like, know. What? And it's like, where did this come from? And it's like a stream of consciousness. It's, But it's more than that because it's also structured. Mm. You know, because we were talking the mm. other day about What's going on with songs today? There's no structure. There's no chorus. Mm. It's just like I went down to the shop and I <laughs> bought the milk and then I read the paper. And, and I then ha- I held a taxi cab with one hand in my pocket. I know. <laughs> and I 
put on my PJs and hopped into bed. <laughs> <laughs> it's like and I forgot to put the cap on the toothpaste. <laughs> I know. He's on the buses with some groceries and a sleeping bag. I mean, what? <laughs> what? Yeah. What is going on? I don't. I just don't get it. So but it's like how the how can these people have gone been so incredibly obscure? So that was your question, like how. Can some people like Mariah Carey be at the top of the heap when there's these other brilliant, brilliant people that don't even, you know, poor Connie, she couldn't even get a record deal. You know? yeah, didn't she end up working at some university as a librarian yeah. or something? And it's That's like crazy because they just couldn't classify, you know, there was no, what genre do you put you in? But do you know what's really interesting is that both Tia Blake and Connie Converse mm-hmm. We're talking about them now. How do we know about them? Well, right, because somebody cared. Exactly. Someone cared. So when you're talking about cream rising to the top, mm-hmm. do you think that, you know, in in that every good person, every person with musical merit as far as, you know, I don't know, are they always going to have their day in the sun, whether it be – before they die or after? Um, or do you think we actually have to find them ourselves and keep looking? I think that we're fortunate to have found what we have found, and it's because super record collector nerd people that adore maybe an obscure record, and then they get this obscure record, they don't know what it is, and they listen and then they start to tell their friends, you you know, you've really got to listen to this. And then somebody like Josh Rosenthal will put the record out, reissue it. And so um, if someone's going to reissue something, I think generally it's for the love of that person. They need, they know that that person needs a, another spin around the block. I So it's, that's, I love it when that happens. Me too. And I think it's also that thing of like not many people listen to radio anymore. We we don't have the filters that we used to have because the stuff that we're hearing, you know, when you're in the store or you turn on the radio in the car, it's it's not the sort of stuff that is is what I want to hear. So I've got to look elsewhere. Mm. Mhm. Right. But uh I guess that that's what certain record labels, like back in the day with Kill Rock Stars, say, for instance, they were mail order. And if you liked, if you trusted them, you would just order everything before the internet, before you could sample, before when you still had to pay, I don't know, $12 for a CD. Um, And so if you liked a label whether it was Sub Pop or K or Kill Rock Stars, you would do a mail order with them and just get everything mm. when you trusted them. I know. Well, we kind of don't have that anymore. Mm, no. I reckon we don't. But we do have podcasts and things. Um, and you can select, what is it? I don't know how, quite how to do it, but like Pandora type things. Where if you say, oh, if you like that, you might like that, you know. Yeah, and I think that's also one of the other things we want to do in this podcast is we want to let people know of the 
the artists and the songs that we mm-hmm. like mm-hmm. and encourage people to listen to those. Definitely. Uh, without pushing too much, just, you know, on people. Um, yeah, just a handy suggestion here <laughs> Handy suggestion here and handy, there. <laughs> handy suggestion. But, yeah. Oh, know. by the way, I, I meant to tell you that um, it's Yep Rock, right, that have just reissued another Tia Blake. That's right. Yeah, so mm. cool. And it was c- kind of uh, curated by, I God, I can't remember his name. I'll remember for next time. Um, but it, it was through him that the yep rock release happened oh wow Mm, yeah because i do get i mean that's another thing you know you sign up to mailing lists now on email and you get notifications Mm. when these kind of labels are are putting stuff out Mm -hmm. and that's a good way of keeping in touch with stuff as well but um you know it just takes one person to be passionate about something yep yeah, somebody that someone trusts. Yeah. And and if they've got um a position in the business where they can make a lot of things happen, that's that's even better. So at some point we're going to set up an email address and we're going to get people so people can contact us and we'll have a Facebook page <laughs> eventually. When Yay. we well, I mean, you know, we it takes us a while to get around to things, but we actually do. But we want to hear from you people as well. Mm-hmm. And we want to hear what people are listening to. We want to hear stories. Mm-hmm. We want to be interactive as much as we can. Yeah, and they can also ask us questions, right? Exactly. Yeah. Um we'll do our best to answer. Uh, yeah, I've got some stories, Marianne's got some stories, and we want to hear your stories, and I know that if it's anything like that thread, uh, name something that you've done that you're pretty sure that none of my other friends have done, it's going to be pretty mind-blowing and something a little bit unique. Yeah, I think so. Right? Yeah. I think. (laughs) and you know we we have some pretty stupid stories and we laugh (laughs) a lot but um you know when we're gonna try and keep away from in jokes (laughs) yeah we have yeah because that's because yeah because they're in jokes and you know it's boring makes us laugh but (laughs) i know but you know we've we've done a lot of stuff combined and um you know i think I probably answered like about three times in that. <laughs> I probably put about three of my own stories in that thread that you had going. They were good. They were real good. And I think you had some extra stories in there as well. I had a couple. Yeah. Yeah. So, you know, if a couple of people like us have got a few stories in us, we're going to tell them. Definitely. Okay. Well, stay tuned. Stay tuned. And... Um, See how things go and um, look out for us. Mm -hmm. And we've got some exciting things coming up. We do. And, uh, you know, stay tuned. All right. See ya.